Hello. Hi. Hi. So good to finally talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking, my God, like how many years? I came over to the other forum. I think you had only been there maybe six months or something like that. Not even that long. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while. I have had five kids. Okay. I was a teen mom. So I had my first son when I was 15, just before my 16th birthday. And then I had my second son 13 months later, just after I turned 17. Oh, wow. Um, I had my daughter when I was 20. And then I had my other son when I was 24 and my last or 22 and my last son when I was 24. So by the time I was 24, I had five kids that were eight and under. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, yeah, so you you'd obviously didn't have any problems whatsoever. Not at all. Like, some of them were like, oh, okay, this is happening. <laughs> oh, gosh. So did you remarry, or were you... No, actually, I did. I, so when I met my current husband, I was 39. Okay. And um, I had been previously married for 18 years, and wow. I had actually just gone through a divorce when I met him. Oh, wow. So, you know, I was 39 and I was a first time grandma, which I guess uh -huh. is what happens when you have kids when you're 15. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I was ready to move into the grandma phase, you know, yeah. I, was, I, I thought I was absolutely done having, I was like vehemently opposed to having any more kids. <laughs> so was I. Yeah. I would like even do the whole face thing kind of like, oh, I don't want any more. <laughs> You know, we used to make a joke, and it's kind of it's kind of a morbid joke, but, you know, my friends and family would get it because they get me. Yeah. But I used to say, like, if you ever hear that I've jumped off of a large building, you'll know that the reason why is because I found a house crap. I mean, it was, like, you absolutely were... a non-starter. Nope. That is so funny. That's exactly how I was, too. And to go completely in a 180 was so strange. And it was hard, too. Right. Yeah. So what made you change? You know, it was meeting my husband. It, you know, it was when we first met, you know, he has um, two kids from his previous marriage, but we only see them once a year. So they live out of state with their mom. And, you know, there's a lot tied to that that he's missed. Mm, yeah. and, you know, the, when we were dating and getting to know each other and, you know, we talked about his kids a lot. And um. there was just something about, you know... I just felt like the world was missing something by this man not being able to raise children. Oh, that's really it just, sweet. You know, the way that he loves his kids and just all the things that he wished he could be a part of. And in my experience with my previous marriage, I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, my husband was there and he was financially a provider, my ex-husband, but yeah. he was not hands-on with the kids. And so I pretty much, you know, raised my kids by myself. Yeah. And hearing Dang. my current husband talk about his kids and, you know, all the things he missed, and it, yeah. that's what kind of, it was like this little spark of, you know, I, I could oh. give him that. Dang, that little spark. Damn that spark. It damn it. <laughs> I know. Because I didn't have that damn little spark either until I met my husband. And then once it's there, it's like, it's forever lit it until it, it is yeah. you know and i have an extremely tenacious personality i'm one of those people that if i decide i want something it's going to happen mm -hmm. when i kind of accepted the idea of you know wanting to have more kids and what's hilarious to me is that my husband was a post when i first brought it up we were still dating we were living together and i brought it up and he shut it down he was like nope i'm not and a lot of it had to do with 
he felt guilty because he didn't have, you know, that close relationship with his other kids. And I think there's a lot of emotional stuff going on there. So in the beginning, he was absolutely like not having it. I can understand that. And so it's kind of funny because I'm sitting there going, no, 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 you need this. I'm the (laughs) nurturer. I'm like, no, you need this. And he's like, no, I don't want this. And I'm like, no, let me give this to you. (laughs) You'll love it. Yes, you will love this. Just come on. (laughs) Oh, so you were convinced you were trying to kind of convince him or did it take much convincing? When I was 42, I had actually, um, when I got my, when I went through my divorce with my ex-husband, I had, um, I had not been using birth control because my ex-husband had a vasectomy. So there was yeah. no need for any of that. But when I went through my divorce and I knew I was going to be out there dating again, I went and got the Paragard IUD. Yeah. So I had the IUD when I met my current husband Yeah. and you know, I started feeling like I just want to have my IUD removed and see what happens. And so eventually over the course of probably six or eight months, I kind of wore him down and we still weren't married. We were still just living together and, you know, together. And eventually he was like, well, if you take out the IUD, then if it happens, it happens. So we kind of started as he was like, okay, I'm not going to try, but I'm not going to prevent it. So whatever, no big deal. Either way. That's nice. I mean, that was kind of a nice compromise. It was. And, you know, I didn't really like, after I, I had had the IUD, I'd only had the IUD for, I think, two and a, two years, two and a half years or something. And I didn't like it. I didn't like I didn't the either. idea of it. I didn't, you know, it changed my cycles. It yeah. changed my periods. And I wanted to have it out anyway. So even had I not had this little spark of wanting to try to have a baby, I would have wanted to have the IUD out anyway. So yeah. it was kind of like, well, I, you know, I it's agree. my body. I don't want it in. I'm doing this. If you don't want to have a baby, you figure out how to keep it from happening. Wrap it up <laughs> or something. I don't know what to tell you because I'm doing it. <laughs> so, and, you know, then he was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess if it happens, it happens. Yeah. So that's where we started. So he's like, oh, okay. Well, since I've got to deal with it, it's okay if it happens. Exactly. I think that's what it was. He was like, oh, well, if the responsibility is going to be on me. Because I funny. was like, you know, I wouldn't, I'd be fine having a, another baby. If you don't want to have another baby, you can prevent it because I'm taking my IUD out. That's funny. <laughs> so that was when you were 42. I was 42. Yeah. And I had the IUD removed in September of 2018. Okay. Um, I'm 45 now. I'll be 46 in June. So that's how long we've been working at this. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried kind of the not trying. I say we tried because I was trying. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. Kind of he, my, I'm going to speak from my perspective. Yeah, no, yeah. I understand <laughs> but, that completely. Yeah. So we we did that for about a year. Um, just, you know, in yeah. his mind, not trying, not preventing. But I was doing ovulation kits and I was, you know, trying to time intercourse without telling him that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know, and nothing happened the first year, like, you know, and, and I didn't expect it to be immediate because I knew the statistics and I knew that at 42, it wasn't likely, but I also knew that I had never had a problem getting pregnant. I had never had a miscarriage. I'd never had an issue at all. Same. You know, my cycles were still textbook 28 day. Like I could mm-hmm. tell you what time it was based on when my period started, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I didn't think that it would be impossible I just thought you know it's gonna take a bit yeah so so we you know we we went on with that just kind of casually doing that for a year so now looking back now what I mean oh my god looking back now you know one of the things that I would say to any any woman who's over 40 or even late 30s at this point because you never know who's thinking of trying to have a baby 
is we can't be casual no. at this point. You know, we, we, I don't think that we have that, um, luxury and I and think I think a lot of it comes from because when I would get pregnant and you'd go to your birth board you know I would I would end up there various times and and there was always over 40 women that got pregnant on accident like quite a few and everyone always thinks kind of oh yeah it does happen you know it happens I don't think they realize that there's people out there trying over 40 and it's devastating like they right. hear about those right. yeah oh she's so lucky she got pregnant over 40 on accident yeah that's right. not but that's not the actual picture of over 40 that's just the no, movies like not. the and, and, the father of the bride movie when she gets pregnant when she's 45 or whatever 47 <laughs> <laughs> that's what people think normally really yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean um we went on um i finally saw a fertility specialist um it wasn't a, a reproductive endocrinologist i hadn't moved into that yet i just had my gynecologist had referred me to a fertility specialist and hmm. she was like nonchalant she was like yeah um i'll give you clomid but you know no monitoring no nothing no ultrasounds she had my she did run my blood work um, and it came back, you know, everything, my, my AMH was low, which is normal for our age. It was 0.42, but the rest of my blood work came back really great. And she actually made a comment to me. She, she said, you have the hormones of a 30 year old. And I'm like patting myself on the back. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I know. <laughs> Good going girls. I know. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I can do this. So, um, you know, I still wasn't really worried about it. I'm like, I'll take the Clomid for a cycle. This is what I need. This will happen. No yeah, big deal. Yeah. Because, you know, you again, we hear these stories of women who, you know, took Clomid and they got pregnant yeah. and that was all they needed was that little boost. And so I'm yeah. thinking that's, you know, that's all I needed. So I did that and um, nothing happened. No, no, we, you know, we've gone all this time, no positive pregnancy tests at all. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, by the time I was about 43 and a half, um, I, that's when I finally decided to see the, the RE, the reproductive endocrinologist. Yeah. And at this point, I, like I'm that, um, that, that, you know, bulldog in me has come out and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. I've decided this is what I want, you know? And in the meantime, you know, my husband's kind of, he's, he's hanging on, he's kind of just going with the flow. I mean, you know, he's. Yeah. There are points where he digs in his heels and he's like, this is too much. I don't want this. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to, this is just too much. I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to keep going through all this. But I'm over here with my, my salesperson personality going, oh, let's just try one more thing. And also we have to remember, which is, I, I don't ever remember and I don't ever think about it. But when we go to talk to our husbands about this sort of thing. It's almost like we come from, like, when we're talking to each other or whatever, and we're talking about all this stuff, and then we go to our husbands and talk to them, and we must sound like aliens. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, you know, we, we break out all of our acronyms, and we're like... Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the drugs so, and stuff, and they're right. just, they don't have a clue. No clue. And it must right. be kind of scary. Right. I mean, he, you know, he was a, he was a trooper. He just, yeah. you know... He Mine just kind of was like, okay, well, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. If, mm -hmm. if it's supposed to happen, it will. And I'm yeah. like, no, some things you have to take into your own hands and some things you have to make happen. Yeah. And so it was about that point when I found um, the, the online forum for women over 40 that are trying to conceive. And that is was the biggest source of help and information for me because up to this point, I'm pretty much just 
waiting for something to happen because I really didn't know what to do. I didn't know, yeah. um, know where to even look. I didn't know how to, what, what do I do? Well, I, know I know in my previous childbearing years, I had sex, I got pregnant, I had a baby. Yeah. Done. And when you go to the doctor, they just like my OB, if I would have stopped at him, he was like, oh, you know, this, this isn't going to happen. I can give you a blood test to prove that I'm telling you the truth. Pretty much as that's what his attitude kind of, you know, and, and when you hear that, I mean, if you stop there a lot, I think a lot of women probably stop there. Yeah. Cause it's devastating to hear first of all. And then what, what are you going to do? Who are you going to, who, where do you go? If you, if you aren't online or you don't know anything about it, where are you going to go? No one's going to tell you, Oh, go talk to somebody else. Right. Right. And you know, I think generally speaking, the medical community has a really pessimistic attitude about women yeah. over 40 that are trying to have babies. Yeah. I don't feel stupid. Maybe we know when our doctors are like, Oh yeah, no, this isn't going to happen for you. Yeah. It's absurd that no one has had success with a 45-year-old woman. I mean, it's practically, that's what the REs seem to say. You know, no, I've never had a woman this old, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we know that, I mean, women get pregnant at that age. We see it. And I just wanted to put out that REs don't take older women because they aren't as successful and they have to publish their statistics. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and if, if they take, you know, yeah, if they take the older women, then their stats are going to go down. Right. And I think if they if they took the older women, then they would see that it happens more often. But I, you're kind of precluding well, yourself from seeing what's going to happen if you don't let it happen. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made, sadly, off of older women. Mm-hmm. A shit mm-hmm. ton. So once I found the, the online forum, um, I started reading about supplements and, you know, I started taking supplements and you know, all this time I'm just thinking, you know, it's my egg quality. It's got to be my egg quality because I know I'm ovulating. I know I'm having regular periods. I mean, I know, you know, I, I know my hormones are okay, except of course my AMH was low, which I know is kind of a, a fluctuating number. So I wasn't overly concerned. Yeah. So I started taking some of the supplements that were recommended and you know, finally, somebody mentioned, you know, have you had an HSG? And I was like, a who as what? <laughs> <laughs> an HS what? <laughs> so I finally did that. September of 2020, I finally had my HSG. And it showed that I had um, one of my tubes was blocked. My left uh, tube mm. was blocked. My right tube was open. Mm. Um, so that kind of was like, oh, dang, you know, like statistically, I just cut my chances in half by 50% from how low they already were, (laughs) you know? So, um, after that, you know, um, I finally, I started seeing my RE and I had talked my husband into having a sperm analysis because we had actually done one of those home sperm analysis Mm -hmm. that you can do where you take the sample yourself and then the results come up on your computer. Mm Mm-hmm. We've done one of those, you know, back when we were still, before I'd seen the the RE or anything, and it came back that my husband's count was at the low end of normal, but they don't, in this particular one that I have, they don't give you actual numbers. They just give Mm. you a range. Okay. That's good to know. it, it was, it didn't really give me a lot of information. It said low end of normal. And I'm like, okay, but it's still a normal, you know. Yeah. I I mean, you would feel good about that. If I heard that, I'd be like, oh, okay, low end and normal. I'll take it. Right. But I mean, that's what you think. You're like, okay. And he, I knew he already had two kids. So I knew that, you know, everything worked down there. And I wasn't, I was like, okay, well, it's me. I'm thinking it's me. It's me. Yeah, I would too. So I finally um, talked him into about the same time that I had my HSG. I talked him into actually having a sperm analysis. 
um, an actual, you know, go to the doctor, have a sperm analysis. And that was when we found out that um, his count was really, really low. They said he had secondary male factor infertility. His um, count was 3.6 million for his total count. Oh, yeah, that is Um, so low. Yeah. And it was like, that was, to me, that was like a gut punch because I was like, I had all this information about egg quality and I had all this information about what to do for me, but I didn't know what to do for sperm count. I had no idea. Yeah. So I had to start researching and I had to start reading and, you know, I found supplements for him and, you know, we've gone through this whole gambit of supplements and he takes, he takes as many as I do actually. And, Mm -hmm. Um, we finally went to the urologist after we got that semen analysis report back and he started Clomid in November of 21. His testosterone was low and the Clomid is supposed to elevate the testosterone and in the hopes of, um, increasing sperm count. Yeah. It works well sometimes I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah. So he did that, um, for, I think like six months before we had our first IUI, our first uh, intrauterine insemination, and we did we had that in March of 2021. Um, the Clomid had helped a little. By then, his counts were up to 4.7 million, but my RE wanted a minimum of 5 million, yeah. and that was post wash because they do the procedure yeah. where they separate the good sperm from the bad sperm, and then they only use the healthy sperm, and uh-huh. they call it a wash. So after post-wash, they wanted him to be at 5 million. And um, that, you know, you, you lose a lot of, of sperm when you do the wash. Oh. So starting at 4.7 million, I think we only ended up with like 3.2 million or something like that. Like it was really, really low. But we did the, we did the IUI anyway. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, you know, because what else are we going to do at yeah. this point? Um, of course, nothing came from that. That didn't work for us. So we did our second IUI in May of 2021. Um, his counts were up to 6 million total at that point, but we only got 2.6 million at post-wash. Oh. So it was so like, I went back, we went back to the urologist and the urologist prescribed the HCG injections for my husband. Mm-hmm. And, um, he started that in December of 21. So just a few months ago. Yeah. And, um, we haven't done another IUI since then. I'm actually in the, I'm waiting for this wonky cycle to figure itself out because the next cycle is when we're going to do our final IUI and, um, we agreed on three. So yeah. once I do the third, um, we're just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hate to even say the words we're done. Yeah. Um, but you know, we agreed to do the three IUIs and, you know, my husband, I have got to say this man as much as he didn't want to do it. I know. He's been such a trooper for, you know, he's taking this medication I five know. days a week for the Clomid and he's doing these injections and, and he's doing it all because he, he wants me to have what I want. Yeah. And I cannot say how much I appreciate that. That's... He's, he's kind of. Taking one for the team. Oh, yeah. I know. I was just thinking about that when you were saying injections. I was like, okay, yeah, wow. He went from, excuse me, what, if, you know, like, what did you say? We're not going to conceive nothing to, right. yeah, to doing injections. So that's so sweet. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it, you know, sometimes I lose sight of that, of yeah. how hard he's trying um, to make me happy. And, you know, we all uh, do. I, 
yeah, I think it's human nature. We get wrapped up in, okay, that's not working. What's next? Yeah. So that's kind of where we are right now. We're, I'm, I'm waiting on a new cycle to start. If I remember correctly, you have a little bit of trouble rupturing or ovulating or something. We can't really like, like, because you, with this cycle you triggered, did you? I did. I did. I never, you know, I never had weird cycles until I started taking Clomid. Yeah. What have you experienced with Clomid? So the first Clomid cycle, I had no trigger. And I ended up having like, gosh, a 52 day cycle or something because I ended up with a cyst. Because the, you know, the, the egg didn't, I didn't ovulate and it had no trigger. So it grew. And that was your first one. Expel it. That was your first one. That was my first oh, one. And gosh. then I've, I've done Coleman a couple of times since then. Um, and I've had my triggers, you know, I've done the, the trigger, the ovidural trigger shots. Yeah. But this time I actually did, you know, I, what we call going rogue where I just yeah. did my own thing because, you know, <laughs> yeah, we don't advise that everybody. You can't do that now. Okay. Anyway, back to what you were saying. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, again, okay. Thanks for the, the opinion. However, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your insight. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I um this time I had Clomid left over. And, you know, I kind of stockpiled some between what my husband hadn't used and what I had had from previous cycles. And um, I had some HCG because you know he's doing the injection, so I yeah. kind of stockpiled that. And um, I decided this cycle. My, well, my me back up a little. My RE had told me the last time I did Clomid that she wasn't going to let me do it again. Because I had done six cycles and, um, in, you know, apparently six months is the maximum that you're supposed to use it for ovulation induction. Yeah. So according to her, I don't, I don't know. I haven't researched that myself. Well, that's ridiculous because you didn't use it back to back. Well, right. And you know, my, I never had a problem with my lining. My lining was always great. Every time I would go in, you know, for my, um, my ultrasound, my lining was good. It wasn't affecting anything, but I think they're on this protocol, like six months. We can only give it to you for six yeah, months. Yeah, that's crap. Yeah, if it's not affecting me, would understand if you were seeing some problems, then then back it off. But well, you know, yeah, and nothing... you were how many months in between each one? Oh gosh, I that's was, ridiculous. I think I only had Full three service. cycles where I was in a row. That's horrible for them to say that because either a they're stupid. Or B, they're just kind of putting their nose up, you know, at your age, pretty much. Right. So so this this cycle that I'm in right now, gosh, I've lost track. I think I'm on cycle day, I want to say 44 or something like that, because um, I went rogue. (laughs) Yeah. And I did um, my five days of my Clomid. I I decided to do cycle days five through nine, because in the previous um, times I'd done it with my doctor, we had tried... Uh, three through seven and you know all those four yeah. through eight and five through nine and five through nine had worked the best for me I, I got the best follicles when I'd done that so mm. I decided to do the five through nine and um, then I started doing my uh, my LH strips to see I was going to you know do the the trigger I yeah. was going to use the 10,000 HCG yeah, that I had for my, husband, uh, for my trigger and uh, you know when my um LH strips, they started, you know, they weren't positive, but they started moving in that direction. I was like, okay, I'm going to trigger with my surge. And so I went ahead and triggered. And I'm assuming everything's good. Like, we had awesome coverage that week. I was like, we're in this. Like, this is going to be great. And then my temperatures didn't arise. You know, I'm doing the temperatures of the BBT and my temps never rose. And I was like, okay, 
Um, oh. how, how, I was, I did 150 milligrams of Clomid, you know, wow. cycle day five through nine. I mean, that's big guns for me yeah, right there. No, that's I know. Great. You probably, you should, I mean, you probably had multiple follicles. But right. then and again, I you just. for the life of me figure out why that 10,000 trigger, because the other triggers I had done were 5,000. Were you, were 5, yeah, were you, um, all, was the LH strip almost positive or was it a little bit off? It was off. I mean, it was. You were it, still had a little ways. Yeah, going based on, you know, going on, you know, historically how yeah. my, my LH strips go, I, just, I probably would have guessed that I would have been positive by the end of that day or maybe the early the next day. Okay. And so I was, you know, and I was kind of getting nervous because I had already waited um, six days Interesting. between my last dose of, of um, Clomid and, you know, I hadn't triggered yet. And I was like, you know... The, the HCG is supposed to basically, you know, um, stand in for my LH. It's yeah. supposed to force the ovulation. So I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to worry about waiting for a positive. I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and do this and, you know, and, and assume that it's going to work. But it didn't. So I'm, you know, up to where I'm at now. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, still don't, just... I still don't have a temperature rise. I have had quite a few symptoms that I normally have with ovulation this last about a week ago, yeah. but my temperature still haven't risen. So I'm kind of in limbo. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't, of course now I'm on Google, right? And I'm like, yeah. is it possible to ovulate without a temperature rise? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, like it just can't, I think it's trying. They would do that stupid progesterone stuff that they do to like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the difference between doing that. I, I don't like, I wouldn't do it that way. I always read about women, you know, going on progesterone to start a cycle. And then I'm just like, I don't know. I would just, I would just take five days of the stuff again and see if it, you know, grew the follicles that are in there. I mean, there's follicles in there all the time. There's always waves of them growing. So, but that's, I mean, like, don't listen to me. I'm an idiot and I don't know anything. And I'm not going to get in trouble for someone doing something weird. But yeah, so you're stuck like, hmm. Yeah, my um, my daughter and son-in-law and my one-year-old granddaughter just moved out of my house a few days ago. So oh, yeah. I, this is actually why I was kind of waiting to do this with this conversation with you because I had a 14-month-old, 15-month-old running around my house every day all day long. Oh my gosh. There's no way I can do this with this baby. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I know I have one. He's going to be 12 months next week, which I honestly, I just can't believe that. Like just thinking about him turning one. I just, it's, I, I've lost the whole, well, you know how it is. I have lost the last three years pretty much of my life. Yeah. Like I don't even, I'm still trying to figure out like who I am, where I am after this whole trying to conceive thing. And I'm now I'm still doing it. You know, I've, I've really been kind of ruminating on, the idea of being done and you know on one hand I'm thinking well you know I know that there's like CNY and fertility center and they're probably so we could work something out and you know the the like I was saying earlier the bulldog in me is yeah. like we could figure this out <laughs> like I we can you know take out a loan or I can put it on credit or we can yeah. make payments or you know yeah. but at the same time I'm also thinking you know my husband has done so much that he didn't really even want to do And I kind of feel like, you know, I'm going to be 46 in June and Mm -hmm. I need to really honor where he is because he's done all this for me for so Mm -hmm. long. And, you know, he's, 
he's it's actually kind of sad that he just came around to the idea of mm. wanting to have a baby. He he actually just told me oh. recently, um, you know, we're Christians, and so prayer is a big part of our life. And one of the things he said, you know, I, I mentioned to him, I said, I, I've been praying about this, and I said, I know you haven't been praying for it, but I have. And he goes, actually, I did just pray for it the other day. Oh. And he was like, now, all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so cute. You want, your husband's like one of those guys you want to slap and hug. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, and honestly, there's like this part of me that feels like, okay, well, maybe he'll agree to something, you know, further, but I don't want to push it because, you know, I gave him my word. I was like, no, babe, we will, like when we'll do this last IUI, this is what we agreed on. We wanted to give the HCG, you know, the three full months to do its thing and, you know, uh-huh. before we did the last IUI, and that's why we timed it the way we did. But, you know, mm. I feel like I really have to stick to what I said. And as hard as it is, I'm thinking, you well, know. Well, yeah, it totally is. And do, would he, I I remember someone suggesting the freezing the sperm thing. Like, I don't know if he would be willing to just freeze some and you could do a few more IUIs and he would just be totally out of it. Like, the picture, I don't know if he would, If I don't know. that. I remember someone suggesting that and I was like, huh. I mean, well, you know, I, that actually is a good. It could be a compromise, and his sperm would be would, at the. Honestly. Okay, I mean, I know there is some like when you thaw it, there's some death of it. Yeah. But I mean, I know, I know, I he probably doesn't like doing it in the first place, and. Well, you know, it's 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 hard for me to even think about asking him because the last conversation slash argument that we had about it his attitude was you know you know I told him I was like just we'll do the one more IUI and then we'll just follow through the plan and then you know I'll be done and he was like you say that now but I know you and I know that you're gonna come up with another idea and I'm like sitting there going this man just called me out (laughs) (laughs) well it just gets worse from here, so hopefully you don't have to. <laughs> so, you know, if I went to him with the idea of freezing the sperm, I could see him going, I told you so. This oh, exactly okay. <laughs> okay, well, go to him with something way bigger than that, then. <laughs> then come back to the sperm thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, go go big. Right, right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, man, I know. I when Whenever I think about you I'm I just I always hope you know there's a few women you just think about you always hope to get lucky and you're you're the one of those women I always hope and hope and hope and pray like yeah. well you know it's 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 kind of a catch-22 because on one hand doing this this whole time I want to say I'm close to somewhere close to three and a half years now yeah. and never ever had a positive pregnancy test never had a chemical never had a loss Um, when we first started this, I remember praying about it and just saying, you know, I've seen so many women that my, like my sisters had a a late term loss and my daughters had two losses. And I've seen so many women that have had to go through this and it's how heart wrenching it is. And I remember just saying, Lord, if, if this is not something that's supposed to happen for us, I don't want to go through these losses. I would rather never have a positive pregnancy test than have to go through a loss. Mm. And so here I am going, well, you know, maybe I've been protected from something. I don't know. Maybe, you know, trying to look for for the silver lining in it. Maybe I've been protected from some kind of grief that I don't need to to add to my plate, you know. Yeah. And to your husband. It's discouraging. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I really can't. Yeah. I can't. It's, you know, and, and uh, you know, there have been times where I've just gotten, you know, there's frustration and, and there's I, anger. And the, I mean, there's a different kind of grief. It's not a lost grief. Yeah. But it, it kind of is, I was just going to say, and how do you, and tell me, talk to me about that. I mean, all you hear about, it's all about loss. It's all about loss. And you have been going through something like complex trauma, but it's perpetual mm -hmm. stress. You, you're living mm -hmm. through a perpetual chronic stress and no one ever talks about that. No one. Right. Right. You know, it, it's, there have been times where I've just been angry and I've thought, you know, people say when we talk about, you know, the, the, the sperm count and all those issues, well, it only takes one. And I'm like, you're going to tell me yeah. that in three and a half years, one freaking sperm hasn't made it back there. <laughs> Yeah, really? <laughs> no kidding. Where are your eggs hiding for crying out loud? I'm like, these dudes, like, are they union? Like, what's the problem? They're sleeping on, I don't understand. They work for Caltrans. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, God. Sleeping on the job. No like, kidding. Come on, guys. Yeah, that's too funny. Um, it it's, it's a different kind of frustration. And, you know, my, my husband has kind of started taking some liberties to tell people what we're doing. And I've been a lot more private about oh. it because of the stigma and because of the idea really? of women. I didn't know he would like do that. Being a grandma, like I'm a grandma six times right now. And I have two more grandbabies on the way. My daughter's due any day. Wow. And my daughter-in-law is due in July. So I'm about to be an eight-time grandma. That is amazing. Well, you know, and Isn't what's really cute? crazy is having my, my daughter and son-in-law live here with their, the, the baby yeah how was that and I remember just just having this idea of you know I I can do this again I because I, you know you think of yeah. all the cool things like you yeah. know <laughs> all the cool things about having a baby the, the thing with me and I don't know I know everybody feels differently about it but for me genetics are extremely important yeah and part of my drive for wanting to have a baby with my husband is it's almost, I guess, I don't know, I almost wanted to say irrational, but maybe it's not irrational, this idea that I want to combine our DNA and make a person because I love this man so I understand. much. I want to do, like, I want my DNA yeah. and his DNA to combine to make yeah. a human. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I do understand that. And I, even though both of us, I know, are completely ac accepting of embryo adoption and it's a beautiful That's thing cool. and donor yeah. sperm and all of that. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes maybe from family culture, because in maybe. my family, my genetics specifically run really strong, and we all look alike. Yeah, And maybe. there's the connectedness that comes with being able to say, oh, my gosh, you look like my great aunt, or oh, my goodness, you yeah. have my mom's nose, or, yeah. you know, I'm seeing pictures, you know, black and white pictures from the 30s and saying, you look like my yeah. grandfather. Yeah, I and know. that genetic connection is just really important to me. Yeah, and it and that's okay. That's I mean, it's I think it's natural. And I say that's okay, and you don't even people probably think why is she saying that's okay? And I guess I just feel like sometimes we almost have to defend it in a way these days, you know, like right. like oh well, you're this old. Why don't you just do this? I mean, you're an idiot for doing this, putting yourself through this when you could just. And it's like okay, well, back off. You know, we we just want to do it this way. Not everyone's like that, of course. I mean, but there's this little bit of a feeling like there's a little bit of that pressure. Do you do you feel that way too? Like, oh, I'm I am an idiot. Why didn't I do this? Or 
You know, I, I don't feel that. And that's, I mean, everybody's ideas and intentions are different. Yeah. And my, my intention is to have a genetic child with my husband. Yeah. And if we can't do that, I don't want to do it at all. Yeah. And so it's not, I don't, you know, I kind of feel like that would be defeating the purpose of yeah, what I'm trying to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where, that's where I was too, kind of coming into this, trying to conceive at an older age. I've had children, you know, and I, I was like, well, if it, if we can do it, yeah, we're going to definitely do it. But I, it wasn't on the table to, to have other bio, you know, what do they call it? Genetic material or bio material or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, so. you know, my husband's actually mentioned foster parenting and adopting. And I'm not completely shutting the idea down. It's not, you know, it's yeah. just not what I wanted. It's kind of like, well... I mean, yeah, no, I maybe. understand. No, no, I, I, you have to sit with this for a, a little while, you know, like first see what happens once the cycle's over and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, of course, there's that little part in the back of my mind that's going, maybe I haven't started my period because this is the one. Maybe I ovulated and I didn't realize it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But then there's the other side of me going, sit down and shut up. You know, that's not true. Well, yeah, I know. I, it's so hard that hope, that, that little bit of hope that keeps you going at the end. Like, I'm 14 days past ovulation and I don't have a positive. Is it possible? You know? Right. Well, my husband even started getting a little excited and he was like, well, how late is your period? And, he, and I tried to understand, uh, explain the whole thing to him, but he doesn't really get it because he's not a woman and he yeah. doesn't have to deal with it every month. But he's like, how late is your period? I said, well, I don't know. And he's like, how do you not know? And I said, because I don't know whether or not I ovulated. And if I did, I don't know when. <laughs> and my period starting is based on when I ovulated. And he's like, but how many days ago were you supposed to start? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy is like, but you're late though, right? Why don't you test? And I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I need I need some finger puppets. <laughs> but <they're... laughs> hey, that could work. I mean, that really could work. But, I would. Know, I draw my husband pictures, so it really yeah. helps. <laughs> the whole idea is that most people come up with, and you know, we were raised with, and just kind of in our head is. Your cycle's supposed to be 28 days, you ovulate on day 14, and then your period starts 14 days later if you're not pregnant, and if you're a day or two late, that means you're pregnant. Yeah. That's it's how... such a black and white, cut and dry kind of thing that's in our true. minds when it's really actually not. Biologically, and... it's not. And when I started researching how much goes into, I mean, gosh, you know, I, I got pregnant as a teenager. Oh. Didn't even cry. Like, it was oh. like a my life-changing experience. I just got pregnant. And now yeah. when I think about everything... That has to happen. I know. Everything that has to come together in order for a baby to be born, honestly, it makes me so much more grateful for the kids I have. It really does, because it's it's freaking amazing. Not even the the fertilization and the and the growing of the embryo, but everything that has to happen, like outside of that, even inside the egg, you know, dividing of the chromosomes and oh, geez. I mean, just all the hormones that have to be perfectly yeah, and the hormones. at the right time. Jeez, yeah. That's it's crazy. Just, it's, it's really intricate, and you don't really realize, I think, until you start researching it and start trying to really get into, it really, like, you know, I'm a numbers person. I want to know, like, what do the numbers say? What's, you know, what is the, what is the data on this? <laughs> it is amazing. And when you're working perfectly and you're 25 and there's no problems, you don't even have a clue in the world as to what's you know, 
now when you're 40, you know, what's going on. You don't know any of that yet. I was so dumb about my cycle, even right when I started trying to conceive it. Yeah. 39 too. I was 39 with this one, the one we just had. Um, I knew, I I knew nothing. Right. Yeah. I knew I'm embarrassed. That's why I had to research everything. Cause I literally, I didn't know even know how ovulation worked. Right. You know, exactly. you just, I mean, why would you? No one told it's, me. Why would I even know that? It's one of those things I think we take for granted that it just happens. It's just going to work. Yeah. Yeah. We're and so young and healthy. and Yeah. I mean, it's kind fresh. of like when your car breaks down, you don't think about your car running when it's running well. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. You know? <laughs> and then yeah. it breaks down and you're like, oh, crap, something's wrong. What's wrong? You got to yeah. go figure out what's wrong, you know? And then something else happens. <laughs> something else. So once it starts so, breaking, that's... <laughs> That's another thing, too. It'll keep happening after that. Right. The age. My husband has kind of started taking liberties with talking to people. And I think he's feeling out people's reactions. Because I know one of the things we talk about a lot um, in our, our, you know, other forums and other places online is um, the reaction of people around us. Yeah. And, you know, he's kind of mentioned it to people at work. And he'll come home and he'll say, hey, I mentioned it to so-and-so. And I'll say, well, what did they say? Because I don't really know these people. I've met some of them. But, you know, I'm not at work with them. I don't really know them. And he'll say, yeah, they were just like, oh, wow, really? Oh, well, that's cool, you know. Yeah, he's and really so, coming. He has really come around. He, yeah, he's gotten, you know, he and he's, I think... When we first started talking about this and I first wanted to have a baby, one of his biggest um, one of his biggest arguments was, I don't want to be the guy out on the baseball field that people think is the grandpa and I'm the dad. <laughs> that was like he, his big thing. Like, we're too old to be starting no over. One's so I think the more he gets validation from people and the more people are like, yeah. oh, wow, cool. That's a cool. Oh, wow. Really? Like, they'll be surprised. It'll be an, oh, Really? And then it'll be like an, up. oh, That's cool. really cool. Yeah, you know? it is really cool. So he's a few years younger than you. He's um, almost a year and a half younger. Okay, than okay. So um, 44-ish, 45? Yeah, 44. And, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like he <laughs> he told his mom, which I really didn't want anyone wow. close to, it to know. And it's and I think a big part of it is because I'm a grandma. Like psychologically, it's like even though yeah. I'm still, I'm only 45. I hear it's not you. like I'm a, a 68-year-old grandma. I hear but you. I'm, grandmother of all these children all these grandchildren and he told his mom and I was like when he came home and he said he told his mom I was like I'm going to freaking kill you oh my gosh then then I talked to his mom and she was like so excited she was like this is gonna happen for you this is gonna happen for you guys she said when did this happen she says, go out and buy a look. She's because we you know he, the, he has two girls. And so, you know, if we did, of course, I'd be happy with a girl or a boy, but a boy would be, you know, obviously our ideal. And uh, she says, go out and buy a piece of little boy newborn clothes and sleep with it under your pillow oh, and pray about my. it and it will happen. Oh, my and goodness. He was like so excited. I mean, I haven't done that because. I don't yeah. really, I'm not going to go sleep with, like, baby clothes under my pillow. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you can imagine it's there. I mean, that, that's good enough. But she's just, like, gung-ho. She when did really that happen? Really this. Um, gosh, that was about, I want to say four or five months ago. Oh, well, gosh. recently, you know. And, and she hasn't, I've, she's respected it, your privacy and everything. Yeah, she has. That's she has. nice. That's one of the reasons why, you know, because my husband keeps saying, why don't you want people to know? Are you afraid it's because people are going to say this is a bad idea? And I'm like, no, it's not necessarily, partly, partly yes. But more than anything, it's because 
I don't want to have to answer questions. I don't want the people who are who who don't respect your privacy saying, "How's it going? Any luck? Yeah. You still crying?" Yeah. You know, because it's hard enough to deal with it on a day to day basis. Everything that we go through, and the last thing I want to have to do is keep talking about what I feel to be my failure. The more people that know, not all of them would actually think very positively about it, and I think that's one of the reasons why we don't tell people too. I mean, if people are just going to have these thoughts and like be be asses about it, why? I mean, really, let's be real about this. I mean, that's how most people think. We don't need that you know, energy being projected onto us. We just don't. It's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. And you know, my my idea is, unless you're going to pay my bills and take care of my household, it's none of your freaking business. <laughs> yeah. True. Yep. Well, you know, what I other people think of me is is any of my business. If it works, then none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I so. agree. I agree. So, I mean, I still, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm doing, and I, I just don't want anyone to know. I told my sister, and I did tell my my son, my 16 year old son. Oh, and I did tell my husband. <laughs> Finally, that was that was. Uh, crazy, but you know, I have to earn the money. I mean, he makes enough money to provide for us just fine, but we don't have the money for a freaking gestational yeah. tree. Who does? So here I am doing this crazy stuff, full, right. fully aware that I'm being crazy, but I'm helping people in the process. So, well, exactly. And, and you know, I think this is something that a lot of women need to be able <clears throat> to talk about in uh, yeah. a safe place a place where other women understand because the world, I think in general at large sees this differently. In France, I just read what that you can't even get help after 42, I think 43. Well, and you know, I think that that's kind of sad because I think there's a benefit. There are a lot of benefits to having kids when you're older. You know, when I was raising my kids, I had, you know, like I said earlier, I had five kids in a little over eight years and I was so busy just trying to keep the wheels from falling off. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, everything was hectic and it was so much stress. And don't get me wrong, I loved raising yeah. my kids. It was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, but me too. I think now I've, I've learned so many things. I've grown up. I mean, you know, I'm 21 years older now yeah. than I was when I had my last baby. And yeah. I've relaxed on so many things and I've learned things that, like, you know, I was really, really hard on my kids and I expected a lot from them. And I've learned that there, you know, there are things you can let go. And yeah. we just learn so much as we grow oh, up. Oh, gosh. Being an older parent is is really, you know, it, it's really a benefit sometimes because yeah. we've learned these things that we didn't know I when agree. we were in our 20s. You I know? agree. And so all the people who didn't get married in their in their early 30s or by 35 are screwed. Pretty much. I mean, that's a sad thing. People don't get married that early. So not everyone. So, I mean, yeah, some things. And it just sucks that people have a different mindset. Like, oh, if a woman got married, you know, she didn't find a man until she was 40 and she got married. It's okay for her to try. She she deserves to try. But, oh, if you've had a marriage and kids and you're on your second marriage and you want more kids, it's like there's a big blind drawn in people's minds about women over 40. What's okay? What's not okay? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard. I, I honestly think that, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> my big takeaway for anyone who is, you know, in our, our position over 40 trying to, 
even think about trying to have a baby would be to get all of the testing done right away and don't assume it's not your husband yeah yeah (laughs) don't don't assume it's you I mean you know I didn't even I think I was what I say I was two years in before I even had my HSG and that should have been right off the bat you know I agree I I really wish that I mean, of course, a lot of it had to do with my husband's attitude about it. It was really hard to do all that stuff with him not being on board. So totally. there is that. But at the same time, you know, if if some if a couple was wanting to do this and, you know, everybody's on the same page, I would say definitely get, get all the testing Absolutely. done. Get everybody's hormones and tested. And get, get your husband's tested, you know. sperm checked immediately. Yes. And... Because I can't help but think if I would have started, you know, doing the sperm analysis and doing the HSG and doing all this stuff when I first started at 42, then I might have had a different outcome. Well, you should have been advised immediately, too, by somebody. If they're giving you Clomid, they need to say, get your husband's sperm checked. I mean, come on. Yeah, idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, you really come on. Give give you a bone at least. Don't just give you some pills. Right, and then and then and then say because if the doctor if the doctor says like no no follow up like I literally never saw her again. Dang, that was irresponsible. If you're listening, lady, which she's not, that was irresponsible as hell. If you are a doctor or a physician's assistant and you are listening, yeah. I hope you feel comfortable enough coming back, you know, after your next cycle. I don't know if you will want to talk about next steps or if this would be the miracle cycle. I don't know, but I would love to have you back if you would be willing. I'm always happy to talk about it. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say, I was listening to the episode where you had Sweetheart on Yeah, just yesterday. I listened to it and there's so much about her story. I didn't know like she didn't like where she's at now. I had no idea any of, and I was just sitting there going, Oh my goodness. Oh, it's, it's, it's deep. Well, I'm always open to talk, whether it's, you know, on a podcast or just. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me. Of course. Yeah. And I'll look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Until next time, I'm BK. And thank you for joining me on No Trigger Warnings Podcast. Get a womb. Last night, except the sunset.